and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Nadge podcast. Nadjem, back at it again. It's Matt as well. I don't think that's going to catch on. I've been hearing people <laughs> say it around the uh, the water cooler. Where is the water cooler? Tell me. Um, producer Matt, are you on mic number one, by the way? I am on guest one, yes. Hello. Yeah, right. Old yes. Nadjem, back again. <laughs> <laughs> Nadjem, back again. No, 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 no. I can't remember that. I've already forgotten that song. Yeah, Tag no, team, hot better. stepper. Not step- need. No, not important. Uh, <laughs> plenty of stuff on today's podcast. I noticed that we quickly abandoned the format idea. I want to change that, because, but I need to do some work with you. Uh-oh. Um, so obviously last week we did a few different format changes. Yeah. We did advice podcast. True crime. True crime. Mm. We did a celebrity guest interview. Yeah, uh-huh. so sad that you missed that one. I know. I'm pretty cut off about that <laughs> one as well. A <laughs> uh, personal favorite style of podcast. I only listen to the one, but I know there's lots of them out there. Mm. Um, my favorite podcast is a Dungeons and Dragons themed podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we're going to do a, a Dungeons and Dragons themed start of the podcast t- tomorrow though, cause it's a lot of work as it turns out. <laughs> but, um, so I've, I've, I've bought some show and tell for everyone. Oh I've, my I've, goodness. I've what some, have we got? Got some dice for you guys to have a play with if you'd like That's to have a play fun. with. Um, so tomorrow on the show we, uh, do, it's not Najim, it's, uh, Nadam. As in Dungeon Master? Nick and Jules and Dungeons and Dragons and Matt. Blue blood <laughs> dice. Really flows off the tongue. Yeah, there, just, I've handed uh, Jules and Matt some of the dice that they used to play. Oh, these different shapes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, she's dropped them all. That's <laughs> why we can't have nice things. Um, <laughs> some of the dice you used to play the game. There's a, there's a plenty of multiple-sided dice, correct? And lots Fun. of different things. So, uh, But yeah, this is something... Like, do you actively play Dungeons & Dragons? No, then? I've only ever played it once. Have you ever been the Dungeon Master? No. I um I think that... The thing, the thing is, I want to play it. And yeah. I know that if I want to play it, I'm going to have to be the Dungeon Master because it's like... It's kind of like um, playing soccer or a sport at school where it's like, well, someone needs to bring the ball and be the organiser. So one. you've played it once... And you're going to have to be the master. Well, master's just the name. It's not like I'm actually <laughs> oh, a master. Oh, you don't have to know all yeah, the things. It's not like it's a qualification. Okay. I, I get <laughs> you it. You can be the Monopoly banker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly 100% Jules. That's exactly okay. what it is. It's just the adjudicator. So sure. tomorrow on the show, we'll be doing it. Um, Are so, there a lot of characters I have to learn? There no. things, rules I need to know? Literally everything is made up. It's your imagination. <laughs> so we'll only be as challenged as your imagination allows you to be. Do I need mm. to take notes? Um no, I'll do all the note taking. Okay, I'll do. All... Getting better and better. Yeah, so you don't. <laughs> do we to... need to be here though? Yeah, you will. Damn, um, I can't phone it in. All that I need for you two to decide on is uh, a name for your character, because it's kind of like a medieval fantasy thing. So a name, Ooh. and also a species. So like, if you can describe, because I don't know, Jules, it's hard for you because you haven't seen tons of movies. But if you can imagine the <laughs> fantasy world, mm. and you can kind of imagine the stereotypical things you see in them. You see like you've got people. You've got got elves, you've got trolls, you've got orcs, Mm -hmm. you've got drag, you've got all sorts of things. Huh? Groot. There are like a tree people? (laughs) Yes, they're called Ents. E-N-T-S. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Probably not. Matt, you would have. You know the Ents. Of course. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Um, You could be, I can make you into one of them if you'd like. Okay, sure. Um, That's fun. And that'll dictate the weapon you're allowed to use, how strong you are. If you have magic, oh, see, that's fun. Yes, when I'm I playing magic. those games, I'm always yeah a magician because right. I love just being able to stand back and just like throw magic at things. Yeah, I don't so, want to be in the fray. So, do you would you like to be a wizard, Matt? No, I think I'll be like um, a troll called Reflux. A troll his name? <laughs> called Reflux. Yeah, and, and sounds what, like a messy troll. What kind of like powers do you want Reflux to have? Oh, he's gonna. It's something to do with acid. Um, I don't know. Can they Take spit acid? acid? I can make him. Uh, <laughs> I can make him a. 
acid like flavored thing if you want like in, I don't not want actually to eat him what? not flavor in the sense that it's like what uh, is very acidic uh, hey what are things that are very acidic well I could make you like um I could theme you so like I think it's instead of like being like water themed yeah where you've got water just dripping off you it'd be like that but acid Ooh. I could make you kind of like an acid you know like those frogs in the Amazon that they scrape uh darts on the back of and then use them for hunting sure sure I can make you kind of like a like a troll that's like neon and covered in poison Sounds good. Yeah. Let's do that. Mm. Troll called Reflux. <laughs> Jules, anything you know about the fantasy world that you would like to incorporate? Because I'm doing the work Absolutely here. Absolutely none. Unless you want me to use like a, a generator online. That'd be fun. Would you like to? I can do that to you right now. I've got access okay. to a computer. We'll mm. do a, a Dungeons and Dragons random. This, <laughs> if you don't like Dungeons and Dragons, this might suck. <laughs> this is, this is going to be really boring for a lot of people. Chat amongst yourselves. Mm. I'll get the Dungeons and Dragons generator up. Sure. Interesting for someone who's played one game mm. of Dungeons and Dragons to have your literal favorite podcast be a Dungeons yes. and Dragons podcast. I want to, the thing is, I want to play. It's just hard to find people to play because it's also a, it's a bit of a time, uh, commitment. Oh no, we're going to have a very long podcast tomorrow. It'll be, I mean, it won't be long, any longer than usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, just cut all the bits from the show and just make it the game. Yeah, but I'll make, I'll intentionally make it significantly shorter because like I've, when I, the one time I played it, it went for nearly three hours <laughs> and uh, it was a, it was a bizarre experience. I met, this is going to sound awful. Um, we, a friend of uh, mine, Hado, we uh-huh. met up with this guy that we met online at a university. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, we went to, he's like, his they, dorm. they had like, um, this is in when we were living in Rockhampton and it was like, they have a game night at the uni on Friday nights. So Hado and I went and we're like, yeah, it's cool. And we're like, all right, message him. Where are you? He's like, oh, I'm in this place. In we find out. Uh, we we played Dungeons and Dragons in the storeroom oh, of an on-campus uh, Chinese restaurant. Like the <laughs> storeroom? Yeah, where they keep all like the big bags of grain and rice and stuff and just all the cooking ingredients. Is there a tape? <laughs> I don't know why of all the places we were hosting it there. But he'd set it up and I was like, okay, cool. It's... How many people were there? Uh, it was me, Hato, and this guy. <laughs> just the three of you. It was very intimate. And this guy was, again... <laughs> If you think of the stereotype of someone that would play Dungeons and Dragons, sure. how they're depicted in film and TV and movies, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Not a super cool dude. Just mm. a big old nerd. A lot of facial hair. Yeah. it was, the, And this it was this Glasses. guy in a nutshell. Hader and I, relatively confident guys. We're friends, so we, were, we felt comfortable. This guy, as he's like rolling the dice to like become the, be the dungeon master, he's like shaking. shaking. Yes, knew it. It was, it was so sweet. And he, and he's he going to be on Beauty and the Geek the next season, he surely. Been. He could have been. And honestly, and he got more confident as time went on. Oh, you made him feel comfortable. To, to, enough, oh. I guess. <laughs> um, oh. I've got the generator up. Are you ready, Jules? Yes. All righty. Generate character. You are. Oh, okay. No. Oh, oh, this is interesting. Oh, interesting. Uh, you can, you can you, I'll allow you a re-roll if you want to. Okay. Uh, your character's name is Anva Lackman. Uh, you are a rogue, which means like you're kind of like a criminal, like you steal stuff. Mm. You're a bit, you're a bit sneaky, like a, like a, like a. I like that. I don't like the name. Yeah, you can change the name if you want. Okay, let's change uh, the name. Randomly, also female, twenty nine years old. This character. No, it's not. It's true. You to... Okay, well, meant to be. Uh, occupation: criminal. <laughs> <laughs> bond. Her bond is my honor is my life. Okay. Uh, Dramatic. And, and her flaw. And this is so usual. This is you in a right. nutshell. I have Forget little respect that. for anyone who's not a proven warrior. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I love there's such a good girl in real life, but mm. a bad girl in D&D. Yeah. Um, it does describe other character traits, but I'll let you decide your own character. Mm. What crimes do I commit? Hey, what? The world is your oyster, <laughs> Jules. 
I think traditionally in the game, rogues like to uh, steal. Like mm. they steal, like you know, if 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 reflux the troll's not looking, you <laughs> might steal some gold out of his pouch. Okay, fun. So I'd advise against I'm it. Yeah, right. Oh, um, yeah. My acid dripping will get you. Yeah. Oh, it's already started, team. And that's what I'm saying. It's this could be fun. This could be dumb. Yeah. Tomorrow well, on the podcast, uh, we play. Um, I'll be the dungeon master. I'll sure. do. I'll do all the points, and I'll figure all that shit out. All right. Um, but for ten minutes, we play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Oof. Okay. No, that's fine. We'll do it. Maybe ten. I might. Could it could easily leak out to twelve or, <laughs> or, or, or four hours, but <laughs> I wonder how quickly we'd get fired if we did a four-hour Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Oh, Mal tunes in. What the hell is this? Well, he likes Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I think, well then, so yeah, it could we'll be play a, every day. Great. I really should have timed it. This podcast with the um, this is a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out mm. in a couple of weeks' time, uh, which looks awful. Oh. But it could have been a thing. I don't know. Who's going maybe, to maybe oh, we'll get um, we'll get Keith to, to uh, review it. Actually, oh, Keith Hollywood. Ooh, I don't know if Keith Hollywood's going to love that movie. No, but someone, Keith will tell Keith will watch what we tell him to watch. Which today we told him on the show to watch Creed three, which he went along to the premiere of. Keith Hollywood, our film critic, he lives over in Hollywood. He's in Los Angeles. It's got like a restraining order against someone at the moment. Well, no, Michael B. Jordan has a restraining order against him. Oh, that makes which more sense. Is weird. For like, obviously, that's a bad thing to have in general. Sure, but Keith is—I think we decided—is in his seventies-ish, mm. and because he, he, but he's such a big fanboy of Michael B. Jordan. Mm. I mean, it's nice to be noticed. Hard not to be a big fan of Michael B. Jordan, though. Am I right? Yeah. Sure. Yes. I feel like well, <laughs> Matt. I feel like is, can get get behind it like I can. Jules, you don't know who Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> no, I <don't. laughs> do a quick Google. Um, yeah, you do a quick right, Google. Yeah. Jump on your phone, Michael B. Jordan. Um, Jacked man, he's he's not quite huge Jack man, but he's a huge Jack man. <laughs> he he is. Who <laughs> I huge thought was sixty the other day. Yeah, we're not playing the, the age guessing game. The game we play now is Dungeons and Dragons. Everyone. Uh, oh yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, you'd recognize him. He's yeah. a bunch of stuff. He's in um he's in the Creed movies. He was in I think was he in Fantastic Four. Oh, I can't recall. But he's he done was other in, stuff. Um, yeah, he the was in Black Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. yeah, he was Killmonger in Black Panther. Yeah, covered in scars, one for every kill. Wow. Hectic. He's in all yeah, the so creeds. Many. Okay. He, he is Creed. Jules, that's <laughs> oh, why. Well, that's why that. Here we go. That's why he's in all the Creed movies. Cancel Keith. We've got... <laughs> <laughs> Jules, you know, I've noticed he's actually in all of the movies where he plays the titular role. <laughs> Did you ever notice, and correct me if I'm but Harry Potter in every one of the Harry Potter... Daniel Radcliffe in every one of the Harry Potter films. Yeah, that's yeah. so weird that he was a Harry in every movie. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. They kept, they kept bringing him back. Oh, the wire. Back. There you go. Yeah, he's in lots of stuff. Uh, also on today's show... We had Sandy from Married at First Sight on. Mm. Um, Maths, Jules, is Maths coming towards its end? I'm not sure. I want. I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're three quarters. Well, of that is not a good sign because you're you are one you someone that actually enjoys the show I to liked a degree. Sandy, you liked it, and now I didn't you're like gone. Who she was with? Oh, Dan. She was she, the from voice what I could of reason. <laughs> Dan the Ocean Man. Dan the Ocean Man. Yeah. Oh. Can we talk? We are we allowed to swear on the top of the pod because like it's, it's sure you can say poop and that's it. Like the f bomb. Unless you no. click the button that says we we'll get demonetized. What is it? Do we get? Oh, we don't really? get money from this anyway. <laughs> we don't. Someone does. Uh, okay. Mm. Well, the best um, when we rocked in this morning, Jules pointed out to me, Matt. But there's a headline on Pedestrian.tv, <laughs> a website that we used for some of our news stories, um, and it was something along the lines of. Dan, the, if you, uh, Dan, if you love the ocean so much, why don't you just F it? <laughs> or something to that degree. Like, that <laughs> just, is... Did 15-year-old me write I that? hate this website, but God, it's funny. Yeah. Very I'm sure he's found, oh, apparently he's found multiple someones to do instead of Sandy. Poor Sandy. 
Multiple someones. Multiple someones, including the wedding guest. Anyway. Oh, yeah, because that was a uh, big boob girl. Orange dress. Oh, orange yes. Dress. Orange dress. Who brought the uh, spice rack in. <laughs> is that is that a slang term for... It is now. Hell yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> I've, never, I've not heard that one, but I like it. I literally made it up. Yeah, as that's go. good. Uh, and then to round things out, of course, plenty more on the pod, but uh, we ask about the best chips in the state of Victoria. It has a lot of conversation. Well, didn't it just? I, Jules and I were saying, God, one or two calls would be great. Mm. People are passionate. People but have thoughts, especially about being crispy outside, yeah. soft inside. You know, the ultimate. Oh, yeah. I was having a chat. Uh, I like with my one chips like I like my people. <laughs> <laughs> well, same. And then I like them. Oh, no, that's terrible. But yeah, we were talking about battered chips <laughs> and how nice battered chips are. Uh, yeah. Which. It was probably not the perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? Should I, just, I turn the mics off to, for you to say? No, no, no. I was just saying that I like battered chips. And that's what you like. You like people battered. I mean, who's mm. to say if that's what I meant? Uh, no, I don't know. We'll ask you to explain off air. Um, <laughs> but this is all in the attempt to an accurate a, a talk you and I, Jules, are about to go and have with our boss, yep. Mama Bear Mel, about potentially starting some sort of road trip road chip we we're I like the it. name and Mal likes hot chips so I feel like it's going to be an easy sell <laughs> <laughs> well that's a good point isn't it really if you just catered everything on the show towards boss Mal you'd probably well, get away with a lot of stuff yeah, happy Valentine's Day everyone's getting roses and maybe a new car and Mal gets hot chips just yeah. everything just Mal gets chips oh a bouquet of hot because I guess in the paper oh, it's not dissimilar yes. is it bouquet that's of true. hot chips that's mm. cute Oh, mm. I could smash some hot chips right now. I could smash mm. some flowers right now. <laughs> some roses. <laughs> Love that. Plenty on the podcast. Enjoy it, everybody. Tomorrow we take you to a made-up world where we meet Reflux the Troll. <laughs> and uh, oh, did you, you got to decide what your character's name is going to be, Jules? I couldn't pronounce it. Well, no, you, it's called your character's name is Anva Lackman, but you don't like that. No. What's another name? Come I'm going to find a name generator, okay? All right. <laughs> criminal. All right. We'll, 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 we'll Crimmy Crimsington. We'll sure. debut Crimsington. your character name tomorrow on the show. <laughs> Can't wait. Nadadadadadim. What? That's uh, Nick and Jules play Nick and Jules Dungeons and Dragons and Matt. That's, that's enough. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Enjoy the podcast. I wasn't at the Ed Sheeran concert, but I was doing some errands Friday afternoon into the evening. I went to a store and producer Matt, you're on mic. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. I, let me tell you both. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a single guy. I've been single for a little while now. Sure. Sort of dipping the toe back in the game. Did, your boy did some flirting. Congratulations. I think. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 let me tell you, it was, uh, you know how they go like, it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> Uh, it's not. It's not that. It's not right, that. Okay, if you've seen me ride a bike, it actually is. But <laughs> what what does flirting for yeah. you classify as? Well, you know. So I was in a. I went into a um, a store. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've you've made, waited to find someone who couldn't leave. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Someone that was on. Wait till the shift starts. So I've got a six hour window. No, I went to a health and fitness related store on brand yep. um and yeah it's like oh good we're going to have an, we're going to have something in common i didn't go in with you the hope. intention of doing this by the way that's that's the psycho thing to do <laughs> sure <laughs> but no just got to talking like what are you what are you up to for the weekend that sort of stuff small talk after i'd made my purchase so it's not like they were trying to have the small talk to get the purchase. They already had the purchase. Oh, okay, so like, you're feeling yeah. like, yeah, the, because you'd already paid. The transaction's done. You, you justify this. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I can understand being flirtatious 
prior to it, because then it's easy to upsell me because I'm already in love with you. <laughs> How long were you hanging around in this store for? I reckon I probably had another 15 solid minutes after I did the 15 transit. minutes? 10 to 15. Long time. Thank you. Is that good or bad? I don't know. They were oh, trying great. to do some other things in the store. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was quiet. She's got the vacuum. You're like, anyway, so I just think that she, she's got the keys in the door. She's like trying to, she's switching lights yeah. off. No, but midway through, I realized it's like, oh, well, this is going pretty fairly well. Okay, but what I, were the indications of that? I, as she was engaging in conversation, she was, uh, <laughs> she was laughing. She was asking me questions. I thought, this is great. This, this uh-huh. is fun. I then follow up with a question that I just was like, oh, you could have worded that one better, Nick. Uh, I said to her, because I was trying to find out what she did outside of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, how I asked that rather than. Oh, do you have hobbies or, you know, what else you do? Do you like coffees after work sort of with stuff. people like me? I, I said to her, so, um, is this all you do? <laughs> That's how you phrased it. Yeah. And as the words came out of my mouth, I went, oh, I've missed, I've missed, I've missed it here. <laughs> Nick. Is this all you do? Oh. This. You just, just do this? Just, you sort of sit at the desk and just talk to people like me. That's it. What did she say? She goes, yeah, I mean, yeah, at the moment. And I, because I guess it's such a really, it's a rude thing to ask. So she was very polite and was like, yeah, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess this is all I, I mean, it's my oh, job. Nick. Were you actively trying to neg her? No, like I don't believe in that. That's, that's psycho. So I, I, <laughs> I wrapped up, that? wrapped up shortly after that. And in my head, I was like, do I go back in? Do I no. ask her out? No, I was like, not going to do that. Not off the back of that. And also they're at work. So you don't, you know, someone, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You've already eaten, gone through a lunch break. Um, yeah. let her have This a isn't meal. like 5.30 at night. <laughs> Which makes it sound like the store's closed. Yeah. The store closed no, at 100%. six. No, 100%. I was, sure. I was hyper aware of the time because I barely got there. Um, but I, uh, God, this is insane. And that's the time when she puts the sign on the door I, and I, I, we are closed. I went like I found her on Instagram. No, you did not. <laughs> and then she turns out she's the manager of the store. So I'm like, oh, no. Oh, is this all you do? Yeah, I manage a small local business, dickhead. What are you talking wow. about? I've got a journalism degree that I don't get to use that much. So I'd like to bring some headlines that I think that they might have missed in the news. It's not quite the news bulletin. Alrighty, let me just quickly shuffle my papers. A lot of papers after the weekend. A lot of work to be oh, done. Gosh, a lot of. I went and I did some hardcore investigation for some of these stories, Jules. Um, welcome to the program. Uh, to kick things off, Jules, King Charles's coronation is set to be a vegan-friendly affair. The holy oil, which old Chaz is going to be anointed with, is going to be vegan. In the past, traditionally not a vegan oil they use as the coronation. Getting with the times. Uh, Queen Lizzie's was actually a combination. This is a strange combination of oil and not one that I would expect to see hot chips or, you know, using on your grill. Sure. Queen Lizzie's was a combination of deer, cat and sperm whale. How much oil do you have to put on? It's a very, it's, it's a, it's a greasy affair. Like the coronation. Who, who is doing? Okay, I've never thought much about oil and anointing. The uh, the royal family they're making intentional moves to come across as being more progressive and to stay relevant in the modern age. Sure. No word as to whether or not the cater- catering is actually going to be vegan though, Jules. Oh no. I think King Charles probably enjoys uh, you know a dim sim at the Good end of the coronation, him. and you know celebrate your coronation as much as you'd like. <laughs> On to the next. Uh, a favourite of many people as they go through airport customs and pick up a huge bar of Toblerone. Mm. Toblerone has been banned oh. from using the mountains on the logo in their packaging. Why? So if you look at their logo, it's, it's just the red emblazoned Toblerone. In yes. the background, it's the Matterhorn, the, uh, the, the, the mountain range in Switzerland. Okay. 
Mondelez International, that's the company that makes Toblerone, yep. uh, they're moving production out of Switzerland. Oh, so they can't have the mountains on yes, the peak. Exactly right. right. Cool. There's a rule in the country called the Swiss Act, which means that <laughs> uh, under Switzerland's Swissness Act, national <laughs> symbols or the country's Swiss cross, for example, are not allowed to be used on packaging unless they meet... Sc- <laughs> Then this is a direct quote. This sounds ridiculous. Unless sure. they meet strict Swissness criteria. Swissness criteria. You're not Swiss enough. Is this tr- lost in translation somewhere? No, no. So you're not you're not Swiss enough if you are if you're out if you're not making it in Switzerland, which I understand. This I've got is a, unbelievable. Uh, I've got a comment here from one of the uh, Swedish chefs that work at the chocolate factory. Don't quite understand what they're saying because that chef is. Speaking Swedish. Okay. Uh, to round things out for you, well, last important headline, I think, Jules, gets a little sexy. Ooh. Over to China. <laughs> One of the sexier countries. China has banned women from modelling lingerie on online shopping live streams. So who are they going to use? Men? Indeed. <laughs> They've got blokes out there modelling the same lingerie that is to be worn by women. With the, you know... Bits potentially hanging out. Women's underwear not traditionally uh, supportive in the men department, but that's where it's going. Live streams that ignore the banjos are going to be shut down, and offenders can be charged for disseminating obscene material. Okay, but they're like they're not filling out the cups well. <laughs> no, I've looked at videos and pictures. Of this it's very, uh, it's a little unsettling, and it's not very flattering. But a loophole is a loophole. The industry is worth over seven hundred billion dollars a year. So you have got to try and sell it any way you sure. can. Back again for another week, Jules. It's our film critic. He's live from Los Angeles. Keith Hollywood, how are you, mate? Yeah, about time you sent me to a good movie. I'm all right. Uh, did I get you two in to replace the other pair I spoke to last week? What? No, Keith, it's it's us, Nick and Jules, same uh, people. Yeah, right. Uh, you'll sound about the same to me. Right. Uh, <laughs> Keith, uh, look, this week we've, we've sent you along. You've been along to the premiere of Creed 3. Uh, how was it? Look, deja vu, honestly, but in like a nice way, I guess, unlike these cookie-cutter radio interviews. What do you mean? Well, Creed 3 is the ninth movie in the Rocky franchise, and look, I've been to every one of the film openings, so it felt very familiar, and so did the entire movie, to be frank. Yeah, a bit samey for you, was it? Yeah, look, Creed 3 isn't groundbreaking by any means, but it does try its best to ditch the cliches of the first eight movies. This one starts off with Michael B. Jordan retiring, taking up life as a fight promoter in the world of boxing until a figure from his past, shockingly, draws him out of retirement. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen plenty of movies like that. The whole last, uh, the last job deal, so to speak. So look, outside of the predictability, Keith, is there much to watch for here? Uh, probably hard for someone like you to understand, Rick, but most films have layers to them. So yeah, mate, there's more going on. Uh, Adonis Creed, he's an incredible character, played by Michael B. Jordan, who I've loved since he played for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Creed grows more in this movie than the previous two combined, which is saying a bit. Uh, heck, I mean, I love Michael B. Jordan so much. I dressed up as him for Halloween last year. Like, I had the gloves and called in a favour and got a makeup artist to make me look identical. Keith, that seems poor taste. Isn't that black? I, I, you, you sound like all the cops as well. You just kept stopping me every time I went trick-or-treating. Relax. Michael B. Jordan is great here. Genuinely, some of his best acting, drawing on some emotions that we haven't really seen him show on screen before. He, um, he really, he actually really, uh, he really, really moved me. Keith, are you crying? No, um, what, no, next question, Mick. Jesus, it's Nick. Okay, uh, what's the, what's the film like overall then, Keith? Story bad, but characters good, worth a watch, do you reckon? 
Yeah, uh, some some weird artistic choices from the director at the end make the so-called uh, you know final fight a bit weird to watch. But you also get a good performance from Tessa Thompson as Creed's wife, and it's commendable at least trying to do a different story in a boxing movie. So look, uh, bottom line, go see it if you like sports movies in general. I think. Also, Mickey BJ is pretty jacked in it, so almost worth it just to see him get the guns out. How was the actual premiere to the film, Keith? Oh, yeah, and no, I wouldn't know. Uh, Jordan and his family have a restraining order against me, so I got kicked out shortly after arriving. Speaking of, I'm about to get kicked out of what, look, J-Lo said was a, she said it was a nude sauna, but I guess it's just a Pilates studio without aircon. Yes. All right, officer. Yes. I'm, I'm moving. See you nerds next week. On Friday, you gave a very favourable review of a hot chip that you uh, sampled after you had your pole dancing assessment. Oh, yeah, they were just so delicious and the salt was perfect on it. This is a high-quality chip. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm pretty sure the place won. It was like Jarrah Street Family Store in Wodonga. Okay. I'm pretty sure they've won um, Best Fish and Chips shout out in to, Victoria. Shout out to them. Oh, they're, they're award-winning. I have a problem with this because... What? They were good chips. What no, can I say? No, Stand by it. No, the, no issues with the chip. I take issue with the fact that so many, and I've seen this in so many places. Yeah. So many places are like, we have like the award winning, the, we have the chip of the state. We have the chip we of the year. We have the best of the thing. Best in Victoria. Right. So easy to claim that. I've seen that so many times in so many places. And I get that like, there's probably a yearly award, yeah. but I've seen it that many times where I go, who's verifying <laughs> Oh, who's the expert? Who gets to put the seal of approval? Who's the official body that goes, you are the best chipper of the year for Victoria? You're not satisfied there's no body. Well, I think it should be done officially. I think it's too, I think it's too subjective and there's too many organisations running around seeming to claim it. I think that there needs to be like another branch of the police effectively. <laughs> Yeah, they can do a bit okay. of look. We've we've uh, we've got a we've got a handle on crime. Yeah, sure. Crime's going down. I feel like the police, you know, the stereotype if we run with that is more donuts tasting. Wow. Yeah. Jules starting a big feud with Victoria Police here yeah, on yeah, the show. You've sure. heard it. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, outrageous well, idea. You want I the police think, to rank I think chips? The police would be the best bet because, mm. and again, we create our own subdivision. Clip, they've probably, yeah, they've got access to clipboards. Yeah. You can't go for the ambulance because they've got a, they've got a very important job of keeping us alive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Firefighters cool. need to be ready. Um, they because in case there's a fire, and if, I don't want them eating too many hot chips, sure. so that way you know that weighing they them are, down too heavy. Exactly, if they have to get mm-hmm. through a window or climb up life. a ladder. Exactly. So I think the police are the best bet. <laughs> Second to the police, if we can't do police, okay. I think you and I. <laughs> We've got nothing but time on our hands. I mean, I am always down for eating chips and for ranking chips. I can, uh, you know, and we can. We yeah, generally finish I the can... show at nine o'clock. You and I have nothing but time to effectively, you know, travel the state sampling chip to chip <laughs> and then verifying whether or not these people are lying. Yeah, we can leave the police to do actual things, you know, important yeah. line of work. And yeah. we could put people out of business if they're lying. Well, that seems harsh. <laughs> Okay, no, I don't want that responsibility. No, but what it would be is you we create a body like the chip force or the you know the chip force. We go out on some sort of like road trip where we road chip, if you will, right. where we talk about we go visit all the hot the best hot chips in every region of the state and like a head to head tournament we then declare the winner. Which is yes. if the cops don't want to do it. That sounds very competitive, very fun, very lots of good things for me. Yeah. Eating it's, chips. It's a win win. Uh <laughs> that's I mean, again, you gotta get funding for that sort of stuff. And that's why it'd be best to come from the police. But if the cops are out there listening and you don't want to do it, Jules and I will take that bullet for you. Well, Nick, Married at First Sight, it is the juggernaut that is not going away. No. 
last night, commitment ceremony where they all say they're going to stay, they're going to leave. One woman, Sandy, she has officially said enough is enough. I'm going to be freed from the shackles that is married at first sight and said goodbye to Dan. Congratulations to her. Yes, she's here on the show now. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. Sandy, oh my goodness. I think with the rest of Australia, we are happy that you're away from the man who said he just loves the ocean and why can't you get on board if you're not like that, Sandy, right? is there a piece of, do you have peace of mind now that you're out of the, the, the <laughs> chaos and the circus that is married at first sight? Do you feel better? Uh, yes, it feels, um, it's, I don't know, it feels empowering. I'm like, you know, there's enough, enough, as you said. So, you know, I feel good. I feel free from it all and focusing on myself. And as I said, you know, back with my family. So it's good. Yeah, I'm, that's so interesting. I'm really excited to hear that, you know, you're back with the fam because that was a massive thing, you joining the experiment and not having the approval from the family. How has the relationship been since? Uh, good. Look, when I was back, I was not in a good place. And no. I think my parents could see that. And, you know, at the end of the day, our parents love us. They put their love back into me. And yeah, like it's, it's they don't know exactly what's happened. And I don't know if I'm ever ready to really tell them how it all went down. No. But look, we're in a good place now. It's the main thing. That's great. It's nice to see that you can have some real relationships in this life that aren't, you know, formulated by some Channel 9 producers. That is, uh, that's good to hear that there's <laughs> something there. Um, or the ocean. <laughs> yeah, now, now that you've had a chance to come off the back of it and you've had a chance to talk to them, uh, do you know, were they aware of anything that went on whilst you were on the show? Did they hear or see anything as far as you know? No. So I kept in touch with my siblings and I think they, you know, just passed on that she's okay and that mm. sort of thing. And I think they kept checking in with them as well. But no, not, not the exact details of what was going on. No. Do you know if you were the only contestant on Married at First Sight that's ever refused to have like their parents and all that sort of family set up on camera? I'm not sure. Potentially. I think for me, I just, I really wanted to protect my parents. Mm. You know, it's, it's hard because they just, they don't understand it. A lot of parents don't. It's not just the <laughs> cultural thing. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's, you know, I'm going to go marry a stranger, no worries. But um, yeah, big part, of it, I just want to protect them. And it's something I was doing for myself at the end of the day. So Good on you, Sandy. Thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself with the nation. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll watch all the couples go through the retreat this week and whatnot. And you can uh, sit back good. and enjoy it. Oh, actually. Yes, exactly. One more before we do let you go, Sandy. With uh, obviously you being out, and again, maybe the, the answer is no to this because it is part of the healing process. Did you form friendships with enough of the people there to the point where you would consider watching it further? Or are you kind of just like dust your hands of everything? Oh, no, I'll definitely be watching. I love pretty much most of the um, other contestants I was really close with. Yeah, okay. Especially the women. Like 100% I'll be watching. Oh, fantastic. Well, us too, Sandy. It continues tonight on 9 and 9 now from 7.30. Married at First Sight. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Now I want to talk about whether you would try this experiment on your partner. Okay, Jules. Kids no, are in cars, but no, all right. No, 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 this is fine for little ears. Don't get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, so not that kind no, of no, experiment, no. no. Talking about this tech chick. She's a software engineer. She's also a TikTok star. I don't know. She's found a niche. Yeah, right. And she's come up with a way to get her boyfriend to do what she wants. Basically, they've been having these arguments. And you're sure we don't need. <laughs> <laughs> no. They've been having some arguments, like any sort of couple, and she's figured, because he's an engineer, his, his brain is widened in a certain way, she's in that sort of tech space. She yeah. wants, like, phasing out an employee 
to use a performance in improvement plan, aka a PIP. Take a listen at how it works. So we had a shared note with daily and weekly tasks he needed to do and a set of things that he needed to work on. And it worked out really well. We also do weekly retrospectives where we check in with each other at the end of each week to see how we're doing. <laughs> Interesting. It sounds kind of like she's the boss well, and he's like... getting a review at the end of every week to see if the relationship continues. Yeah, it sounds like a fun relationship to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want this person as my girlfriend. Imagine doing a performance review. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like there's some people that have jumped on and said, you know, this works really great. My boyfriend can understand the things that I'm communicating to him because I'm speaking in his language. Others are saying it's condescending, you know, we're going to set some expectations. We're going to monitor the results. We're going to act on the findings in the following week and we'll review it six months and see if you're on probation. Yeah. Well, like- <laughs> six months, that's a, like, that's a big time. And then at the end of the six months, like, we actually would love to offer you a new contract for another year. Make this not just an uh, exclusive like boyfriend, girlfriend situation. You can meet my parents. That's yes. kind of like meeting the, uh, like getting, you know, meeting upper management. Yeah. Do you think like, oh, it's a, I don't know what your partner's like. I don't know what Peter's like. I don't think we're going to go down this route. I just, I don't think it's going to work for us. I mean, good luck to anyone that wants to utilize this criteria, <laughs> however you want to phrase it. I think this chick needs a performance review of her own behaviors. Mm. This is, this is truly insane. If you, I mean, I know a lot of people come to uh, the Nick and Jules show for relationship <laughs> advice and counseling. Which they shouldn't. Well, you know, I feel like I'm pretty wise. <laughs> but, uh, I th- you know, even if I'm not wise, I'm a, I'm a step ahead of this lady. Where's the best hot chip in the state of Victoria? Yeah, we might be onto something here. I don't know. But we've thrown it out to the phones if we can nail down this. And maybe this could start a bit of an appetite, a tour of Victoria of hot yeah. chips. Well, the thing is, everyone claims that they're number one. We've yes. had the idea that what if we created, assembled a task force to finally prove it? What it would be is you, we create a body like the chip force or the, you know, the chip force. we go out on some sort of like road trip where we, road chip, if you will, right. where we talk about, we go visit all the hot, the best hot chips in every region of the state and like a head to head tournament, we then declare the winner. So give us a buzz right now. 131060, spruik your local. Mm. Give out a free shout out if you need on 131060. Where is the best hot chip in Victoria? We've actually received a call, uh, Jules, from my aunt Anne. <laughs> no. And Datura, Aunt Anne, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> little family catch up here. Love to do it. Uh, do it on company time as well, so that's good. And you've got a recommendation for the best chips in the state. Uh, whereabouts are they? They're in Tatura. Right. Um Char grilled chicken into the main street of Tatura. All right, and give us the, the qualities that we're looking for here. Why are they? Because there's plenty of hot chips across uh, the Goulburn Valley region. Why are they better than everyone? Well, they're um, crunchy and they've got lots of lovely chicken salt. Oh, that's you important. Just love chicken salt. That, yes. is a, that is a game changer. That is sort of a, that's the performance enhancing drug of the, uh, the mm. chip world. What are we talking, in about uh, if we're talking uh, chicken and chips, fish and chips, that sort of order? Is it a good minimum chip serving? Oh, yeah, definitely. They um yeah, good, 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 good lot of chips. And I mean, you can choose the size, but, you know, the minimum is pretty good. And you just know that they're a fan favourite. Locals love it. Oh, the locals love it. And they always, like, got crunchy. Like, they're not just soggy. You know how you get soggy? I hate soggy chips. Well, when you're transporting them around and they sit in the paper for too long, you're going to get a little bit of sog. But if they're made yeah. just crispy enough, you can avoid it. Mm, perfect. That's good to know. What's the what's the name of the business one more time, Anne? Um, Char Grilled Chicken, Hogan Street in Tatura. Beautiful. We'll have to chuck that one on the list. And thank you for calling in. Thanks for listening as well. <laughs> Oh, no worries. It's lovely to have you in the area. <laughs> well, let's keep those calls coming on 131060. Jordan from Achuka, mate, where's the best hot chip? Uh, top of the town, Achuka. Why are they so good, Jordan? 
Um, they're crispy. They put the perfect amount of chicken salt on and a great customer service. What sort of business is it? Is it like fish and chips? Is it chicken chips? Yeah. Yeah, fish and chips. And they've got the best seafood too. You said um, you said good customer service. Is that a genuine opinion or do you have an affiliation potentially with Top of the Town? <laughs> no, they're just, I don't even know. I don't even know them personally. I just go in there to get fish and chips. And you love them. Great people. It's a yeah. glowing recommendation. Jordan, we appreciate the call, mate. No worries, Bill. Thank you. I don't know if we're going to have enough time to get to everyone's calls. Let's oh try gosh. and take one. up. I know. Let's uh, try and take one more. Joe from Wodonga. Joe, best hot chip. Where is it? The Good Shed in Wodonga. Ah, oh, I've been there for a side. I've never tried the hot chips. Okay, Talk to why, me about it. Why are they so good? I I reckon they're great because they're kind of not a thin chip, but they're not a thick chip, so they're the perfect in the middle. Mm. And um, they make their own chicken salt, which is just delicious. That's cool. They make their own. This is, maybe this is a dumb question, and maybe Jules, you can help here as well. But Joe, how is chicken salt made? I have no idea. Yeah, no, yeah. me neither. Yeah, it's we'll not ask like... the chicken salt experts. Yeah, I've never really questioned that. I'm like, salt, I guess it comes from the sea and Let's it's just in chicken. stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, that's another question for another day. The good shed in Wodonga, not bad at all. Thanks for the call, Joe. No worries. Mm. Some interesting ones out there. I feel like this as a concept has got legs. Well, yeah, of course we think that's our idea. <laughs> but obviously, like, if we were to do this right, we'd need like... Big boss Mal. Well, we need have to be on board. We Mama need... Bear Mal's approval of the situation. Producer Matt, you know, he probably wants to rain us in. But I am personally on board to try a whole bunch of different hot chips in the state. Let's talk to them off air. Yeah. Because I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble. It's funny to start the idea on air and then... Because it's like, oh, guys, everyone's already excited about it. You have to let us do it. There's a lot of passionate people out there in Victoria. Um... Why don't we start, right? It makes sense to start with the winners of the chips. From Wodonga in Jarrah Street Family Store. Because, well, the, yeah, they're, they're the ones that they're you had. They're the fish and chips, and yeah. Joe just recommended them there. The Good Shed, yeah. Good Shed. If we fill out some Wodonga and then we do, yeah, the road ship around the rest of the state. Yeah. And then just don't even do the show anymore. We just, <laughs> we just, <laughs> just eat hot chips three hours every day. Uh, that's a good idea. I don't think our boss is going to love it. Nick and Jules. That was the Nick and Jules podcast.